get this thing going. We are going. The problem is that we were set for a certain time, and then uh, <laughs> Joe goes crazy and launches into this half an hour early. I don't have anything set up. Scrambling around with wires and uh, cables. and oh, I, Why am I sweating, man? Why am I, I sweating? you would have been ready like hours ago. What else are you doing on vacation there? I was playing a little bit of uh, some NHL hockey. NHL 12. NHL 12. We live in the glory days of uh, your youth. Yeah, it's good times, man. It's good times. What have you been up to? Since the last time we talked, nothing, man. Yeah. Just try to relax. Just trying to relax. Yeah. Have you been, have Unlike you, been, you, I'm back to work tonight. Have you been working hard, like looking after our podcasting affairs? What do you mean? Like doing all the the rigmarole with the websites and all that jazz, uh, which you're supposed to be doing. That stuff is saved for certain occasions, so it will be handled tonight. Even though, like, it should have been done five days ago or whatever. Mm, yeah, well, <laughs> I got two podcasts and two blogs going on here, so I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Why don't you do some shit? You're at home on vacation. Relax. I'm doing shit. I'm watching videos and stuff. I'm relaxing. How I know it's some typing. I know it's been out for a while, but have you seen uh, Ness Romancer's? big uh i don't want to say comeback video but he's been gone from youtube for a while and he came back with a, no, with a killer heard, video i heard that it was good though I'll, I'll check it out tonight yeah you gotta check it out he does uh the original castlevania and he runs through i think all of the score it's a medley it's like hmm. over 10 minutes long he just shreds the whole thing that's cool and you know the kind of production value he has and everything is it's just gorgeous and sounds good and you love that guy eh? Uh, I do, for you sure. To uh, the latest retro Fandango yet? I'll confess, I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. I've only just got past the trivia. Well, it was only released what a day ago or two days ago. Yeah, as per this recording. Have you listened? Well, no, I just found out last night. That, or no, this was, yeah, last night that it came out. Whole uh, Star Trek episode, right? Yeah, I'm still really bummed I wasn't invited onto a Star Trek-centric uh, podcast, but, you know. Why, wait, why, why would you be invited? Well, I am I not uh, the biggest Star Trek expert you know around? No. No? <laughs> Haven't well, I, like... Only because you like uh, Kirk. You know, you're off on that. I was actually defending Picard more than Kirk. Because Picard's the better one. Yeah, Picard's more... Uh, Is that because uh, Kirk's Twitter was blowing up our, our Twitter? Yeah, you made me uh, You made me unfollow him. Knock him down a couple of pegs? Yeah, you definitely made me unfollow him. Um, no, I like the way Picard is more of a, a military man, and he's uh, strategic, and he thinks things out, whereas Kirk is always just jumping and, in. And Picard's English and proper. And proper. And yeah. like Squirrel Gray T, hot. Yeah, and he knows he can't screw around with the crew. You know, he can't just yeah, bang every yeoman that comes along like Kirk does. Although it'd be way cooler to uh, to uh, work under Kirk. You'd get lots of uh, pussy shrapnel, I imagine. <laughs> no? <laughs> I guess, but it'd all be used, wouldn't it? Oh, you got to pick it up wherever you can. Just it's probably falling by the armfuls around. Even Kirk. in outer space, right? Yeah. 
I would uh, I'd take one of those tribbles and Facebook. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. That's I, I don't know what to say to that. I do actually have a tribble here in the house. So I'm looking at your uh, staged uh, set slash background there. It's very uh, Montreal. Who's the uh, who's that Canadian guy? Tom Tom Green. Tom Green, yeah. Tom Green esque background. What you think so? You I can't. I... You got your camera settings down super low, but I just mean you know with everything like with the mic stand there and your shitty fucking Conan picture in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be jealous, man, of my shit. I just had to throw this together throw because I was about to build the set when you told me to get recording. Why so. would you wait a half an hour before the show was supposed to start? To do that what do you guys been doing all day playing some uh xbox oh man what a life oh shit what the fuck who's watching the kids they're around the tv's watching the kids <laughs> that's right tv's doing it where are your kids oh i dumped them at my parents no they're home with uh, grandma today nice um so she's watching them Anyways, back to the Fandango. I did listen to the trivia. They started off with Star Trek Jeopardy, and uh, Rambox again came out with some hardcore questions. I was stumped most of the way. Is uh, you know what? When are you ever going to let us do a show like that? What are you talking about? Those are the kind of shows that I would like to do every now and then. You just love to assimilate whatever show you've heard last. And if it's done right and it's done proper, what's wrong with that? All right. Well, if you want to put the work into it that Mr. Vox does. I'll do a trivia contest. <laughs> You'll do that work. How hard is it? Uh, I don't know. Mr. Vox does a pretty damn good job. I think, uh, yeah, you'll enjoy the trivia questions. All right. I'll, I'll listen to it tonight. And I may have some interruptions because my, my little guy's awake. Tapping at the door. Oh, he had well. one of his uh, meltdowns today because daddy went to the gym and he wanted daddy to stay home. <laughs> so he took the food out of his mouth at lunchtime and threw it across the table. <laughs> uh, and daddy still left. Yep. <laughs> I, got some, I got some weights to lift. <laughs> wow, man, bring him in. I'd love to... Nope. Uh, Love no. to have another guest on the show. No. Off the cuff, right? Off the cuff. You're not supposed to announce we have a guest on the show. I I mean, we've had guests in the past. Oh, okay. Do you want to think we should start the show? Or? Yeah, let's do this. Uh, I'm getting tired already. All right, everyone. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. Welcome to another podcast episode of Start to Continue. My name is Joe, and with me, as always, my co-host, Bill. Hello, oh. Uh, as I've mentioned before, really appreciate our loyal listeners returning to us every week. This is, if this is your first time checking us out, let me give a brief rundown of what we're all about. STC Pod is a free-form show where Bill and I riff back and forth with one another on anything and everything that interests the two of us, ranging from video games, movies, news, TV shows, and everything else that goes on in the microcosm universe that is our two lives. You can find and follow us in the following places on Twitter at STC pod, which is the account that bill handles for us. You can find me on Twitter at AC Decepticon. 
check out the STC pod website at www.stcpod.com. You can check out my blog at www.angrycanedecepticon.blogspot.ca. You can check out my other podcast, Transformers and Beer. Uh, that can be found on the blog spot as well. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash start to continue. You can also find our episodes at start to continue.podomatic.com as well as on iTunes and Stitcher. And now on with the show. Wow. That was a great robotic read right there. Fuck you. I couldn't I couldn't tell you were reading at all. That's, you want me to memorize that shit? It was good, man. Good. You managed to keep your hand down. You weren't going all uh I had my hand on something else. <laughs> Anyway, we've uh, we've hinted on this, so I'm going to throw it over to you, and you can introduce our guest on this episode. Well, I happen to have a visitor with me today. Uh, Ronnie's shaking him down, signing the waivers right now. Come on in. Welcome, Luke. How's Hello. it going, sir? Good. <laughs> Clapping. <laughs> the applause. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'll do a slow clap. Ah. Yeah, me and Luke have been playing uh, some EA NHL hockey all day long. It's been all day. It's been fun. All right. So first off, let me ask you, who is Luke? Luke is. How do, you know uh, how do I know him? How do you know him? What do you want to say about this, Luke? Do you want to get personal? I don't care. <laughs> Could just say that. Go what ahead. My relation is doesn't matter. Uh, Luke is uh, the. Uh, boyfriend to my niece and they are um living outside of god's will right now unmarried living together <laughs> yeah but he's visiting i you, guess right? yeah yeah him and my niece are visiting uh my niece on my wife's side they come up for a little visit to the happening town of barry and uh luke is actually a projectionist at the movie theater in Picton in Prince Edward County. Hmm. Do you remember you've been through there, right, Joe? I've been through. I've never really checked out the movie theater. Do you remember seeing it? I couldn't tell you, man. It's been a number of years. Oh, if you, but it's a, it's like a landmark thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's very much a landmark. It uh, has a huge neon marquee. Um, it's, what year was it established, Luke? Any idea? The theater itself? Yeah. So the building itself was in the 1800s, and it was a canning factory. Oh, okay. At first. Right. But around the end of the First World War is when it became a theater. Hmm. Interesting. Totally. Yeah. And like all through my childhood, this place was never open. It was shuttered. It was abandoned. Um, it wasn't working as a theater. Like, even through my teenage years, you couldn't go there on the weekend for a movie. Um, for me, I did a short little documentary film in college in there, and I got to go inside, and that's when they were just starting to restore it. And so I got to climb around through there. Um, the theater seats were still had horse hair in them, and uh, I got to climb up the fly tower because it was made as a live obviously a live action, you know, play theater mm -hmm. uh, for back in the day. And there were flats up there, backgrounds from uh, the Toronto Opera Company or the Can Canadian Opera Company or something. Actually, at one point in the, I don't know, pre-World War II, 
it yeah. was a happening theater yes. uh, destination. Yeah. Like uh, people would take um, steamships uh, from Toronto, you know, up around Lake Ontario to Prince Edward County, land at Picton Harbor, stay at the the uh, Royal Hotel there, which at the time was actually a nice really hotel. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Royal is still there. It is shuttered. And when it was in operation, it was a really slummy kind of place. Um. And yeah, there would be major opera and theater companies setting up uh, plays and stuff there. Uh, and then it turned into a movie theater. I remember it being open only a couple times in my childhood. It was opened for E.T. I went to see E.T. there. Hmm. And uh, I, all I remember was that it was lined up out the door and down the street. Yeah. Like down the street, you would drive past the line. There was such a line. I don't know where everyone went inside. And I think the next time it was open was for Return of the Jedi, maybe. Yeah. And there might have been some other big movies, but those are the two movies I remember seeing there. And that's the kind of deal it was. If they had a major film come in, mm -hmm. it would somehow open and they'd get it working. Yeah. But when I went through there with the uh, in college with the with the camera crew, I went up into the projection booth. And they still had these giant old projectors that actually used uh, carbon rods to illuminate. Okay. It's not a bulb. It was a carbon rod that you'd fire. And it just burnt at such a bright light. That's what was used. That's, yeah, that wasn't there when I got there. They were yeah. gone? Yeah, they were gone. They're big hulking the things. I wonder what they bulbs. did with those. I don't know. So when you first got there, still on film... Yeah. But had new... That was like around five years ago. Yeah. But they did have the real projectors yes. <laughs> with light yes. bulbs. We had the tower system, which is the traditional one reel, one big reel on the top, one big reel on the bottom, goes through the projector, comes back. Then you got to rewind it at the end of the show. Mm. But um, if you've ever heard of it, it's called a platter system. It's basically one like three solid cylinder giant metal circles, basically one by one by one. The film just sits sideways on this platter system. You lift a ring in the middle, pull it out, weave it through, and then go through the projector back right. to the platter system. And it just, so you can max have two films on the platter system at once. And wow. the extra one was for where it goes when it, comes back so right. you never had to rewind this at all so were, did you ever have to like change reels in the middle of a film or did that hold the no, whole thing the two projector system was right. already gone when i got there but the window is still there so it was just taken out probably years 10 years before so yeah that's what i saw these two giant projectors mm. And I guess those rods burnt so hot, you couldn't, yeah. like, it would burn the house down if you left the film on there. Oh, yeah, just, just like if you left the lamp on on the without the dowser closed, without the film moving, it would burn right through the film. Oh, yeah. That, so that was a big mistake that I did once. but <laughs> Of course. Burned through the film. Which film was it? Uh, I can't remember. It wasn't a, wasn't a big one? Was it a full house at the time? No, 
I think it was uh, the beginning of the show, and then you have to turn it off, obviously, take it out of the how it's weaved through the projector, and have to splice the film or cut it kind of apart, and then put it back together, put it back in. Takes probably take at least five minutes to do. Yeah. <laughs> under pressure. <laughs> well, that's kind of like what me and Joe do. I'm sure Joe's had lots of uh, issues playing back stuff for millions of viewers that where he pushed the wrong button and put black air for a long time. Right, Joe? Never. <laughs> but I can certainly understand. Why don't we? Uh, I'm curious as to. So you've been there for five years, Luke. What? Yep. What was your initial? Uh, like, why? Why choose to go there? Was it a job at a high school? Or? It was. Uh, I needed volunteer hours for my high school, and there was an opportunity at the Regent Theater just for volunteering, and my teacher really pushed me towards it. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll try it out. And then I was just a volunteer at concession and they just seemed to really like me, knew I was really responsible. And they said, I think after six months, they said, I think we'll give you a chance to try to be a projectionist here. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is a crazy opportunity. Like, it's not just a job. It's just might be near minimum wage, but it's pretty crazy job to have on film at least at first. Yeah, I would say well, like at that time it was there like some union of projectionists or some kind of governing body that you had to join to become a projectionist? No, like, that was that was probably years prior to hmm. before I got in. You actually used to have a, have to have a license. Right. And get it renewed to actually project. Hmm. Yeah, that's what but I mean. I'm sure like that's when it was uh, two projectors and you got to play the movie and when the one reel is going to end on one side, you got to flip the switch on the other and yeah, get the other part going. Yeah, exactly. In sync without anyone <clears throat> noticing. Hmm. So was there many people at the theater at the time? Like, was this, it was fully restored at that time or did it have a ways to go? At that time it was, was good enough, but some things were really bad, like the washrooms and, just pretty nasty, I have to say. Uh, yeah, those old washrooms and are great. the seats were kind of not the greatest. They weren't the straw or horse, horse hair. Straw. Horse hair, yeah. Horse okay. hair. <laughs> I was thinking horse. Um, but then we had a re renovation like two years later, which was a big deal. Hmm. I remember as a kid going in there, like I said, to CET, and I could have swore there were balconies in the theater as well yes and uh like a vivid memory of seeing balconies there is kind of like uh there used to be two balconies at the front of the theater where yep. the screen or where the performance would be on on stage but i think they closed those off years ago but where the projector shoots out that's kind of a balcony area and then there's also the lookout spot for a projectionist and before this big renovation, like three years ago, it was all kind of open. So it probably all looks like kind of a balcony kind of area. Hmm. Yeah. I remember when I got back in there, I 
was looking for those balconies and I just saw what you mentioned from the front, yeah. but they looked extremely yeah. fake at that point. Yeah, that's... So those were actual real balconies at one point? Yeah, but they could have easily like tore them down and then made it look like it's still the same. I think there probably are the same balconies, just uh, the historic society wouldn't allow destroying too much of the theater. I so. guess. They didn't look like you could sit there without no, dying. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I love that theater. It's called the Regent Theater. It's right on Main Street. You can't miss it. And uh, like I said, the front has got this beautiful neon display. And when I was growing up, that was the tubes weren't even there. It was just holes. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember, I think that was the big... That was one of the big fundraising things was to get that marquee because weren't they just going to tear the whole thing down at one point because it's just not cost effective to marquee yeah yeah they were and it's still kind of a questionable like we just paid i think five thousand dollars just to fix the left side just saying regent theater and then we had to update the right side because it didn't match one was red and now the other is pink so we well, update that. Still, though, if they got rid of that, it, yeah, to me that's the whole. That's the and whole. I still theater. have to. One of the things I do is I change the theater sign so it says now playing this and that. So I have to change the marquee. And look at this guy. He changes the sign too, Joe. <laughs> we got a major, major player here in a the theater business. Player, yeah. <laughs> what kind of uh, What's the number of staff there? Number of staff. Well. There are six projectionists in total. One just does a show every other week. Um, there's a live show manager, general manager, some box office people, and then the rest of the staff is actually volunteers. So the concession, sometimes ticket takers um, or sellers. A lot of the other help is just volunteers in our community right. i'm surprised there's that many uh, projectionists there yeah 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 um I, I would definitely say that for me at least it's my main source of income but everyone else is kind of just their side job or something they just like to do i mean i just thinking for myself that's got to be one of the dream jobs i had growing up to be a projectionist at a movie theater to just yeah. sit there and enjoy all these movies just watch movie. <laughs> Oh, man. It wasn't just that, though, when it was film. It was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Well, we have the same kind of stories uh, working in television uh, back in the day with videotape. You had to do yeah. videotape, and videotape would snap on you and break and clog up oh, machines yeah. and all this jazz. I can only imagine, yeah, trying to keep all the celluloid moving and had to be real. Did anything ever unravel on you? Oh yeah, real. Just sometimes it gets stuck, or somebody left like a t piece of tape on it or something, and you're just like, "Oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> Who spliced this film up and put it together?" Like, or with the platter system, like it was sitting on its side, so we had a lot of trouble with that, and it would like fly off the whole projector, so the film would be on the floor, still trying to go through the, and you're like trying to hold it, try to get it through, but. Yeah, uh, it is comfort. It's comforting to know that nowadays, at least in some theaters, there is still a projectionist sitting there. Because I, yes. you know, we go to a theater here, like one of the big, oh yeah, cineplexes or whatever. There's nobody there. 
No, I know. Like it can go off the rails. It can be no oh, yeah. audio and no one will notice. Like we'll go usually, the whole movie with no audio. For how many people come in and just check their stuff, it's usually pretty good, but they can mess up and it'd be 20 minutes later and they still wouldn't know because nobody's actually paying attention at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Joe, did you always want to be a projectionist? No, I remember when I was younger, I did want to work at the movie theater and then until the point where I realized I'd have to actually probably deal with friends or annoying people that come into it. So not a projectionist per se, but just I I would have liked to have been around that movie atmosphere all the time, just, you know, getting free movies or whatever, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I never consider a projectionist. What is the deal with your buddies? Are they constantly trying to get in? I'd be bugging it again. Yeah, for sure. It's like uh, when you're trying to be professional, though, and keep your job, you can't just let all your friends in. Mm-hmm. Like we have a specific number of people that we can give a couple passes to. Like we get a certain number of passes a year, kind of thing. But I'm not just going to let whole bunch of people in for free so yeah i guess so is there what i do have a lot of people prying me yeah what's the uh closest other movie theater in the area closest other movie theater actual do you have have anything like major like a cineplex or um we have a cineplex about 30 minutes away then that's in belleville different city but about 10 minutes away, just outside of Picton, is the Mustang Drive-In, hmm. which is one of the last drive-ins, I guess. That's around. where I grew up watching yeah. movies, was the drive-in. It was mm-hmm. the only place to go in Picton to see a movie. They just upgraded to digital, actually. Really? They just upgraded to digital. Uh, you'd go and see a movie there, and you could tell their bulb was from <laughs> 1920. It was so dark. Yeah, it like, was it was better now, but I remember seeing the Batman movie. You couldn't see anything. If well, if it was a Tim Burton movie, you didn't go to the drive-in because yeah, you wouldn't see it was anything. Too dark. Yeah. It was just too dark. They never uh, had a good ball. What about team. new 3D movies? All the movies that are made in 3D now are yeah. way too dark. Yeah. Then you put glasses on too, make it yeah. better. Yeah. What about the movies? How did that come into you? Like the the reels. How does that system work? Who's purchasing that? Who's working out how they get what films? How does that? So the general manager or the movie coordinator would pick the movies. I'm actually the assistant movie coordinator. Look at this guy. He keeps Um, adding titles to himself. I know, right? Um, (laughs) But so how it works is they just order a film. They go through like a, a broker or somebody who that's their main job is to just give films or movies to theaters and it's not exactly easy because you actually have to say can we show this movie and because we're a one screen theater you can't have two movies at once or Mm -hmm. you try to show a movie for a day they're like no that's not going to work you got to pay $300 for the just the one day one show so are you trying to wonder how they were delivered well, or, so if if you want a certain film, you have to commit to it for a certain amount of time. Yeah, a week. A week. Because we're a one screen theater, and they don't so. want to have two different movies come into yours. Very rarely. Like, there's some more lenient companies. Like, if you're talking with, uh, if you're trying to get a Disney movie or a Universal movie, you just forget playing like a DVD on a different day or 
you oh. can forget getting two movies ever because they're just very strict. It's right. like a evil Disney. Everyone calls it at work. And are their prices higher to get their yes. movies? Actually, their prices are a certain percentage of the ticket rate, and usually it's around... So normally it's like 60, 70%, but it seems like the Disney ones are extremely high, like higher than the 70% normal. Hmm. Or just, but a lot of lower movies we get are like older ones that are just like story driven are 40 or 50% for ticket sales. So that's how much they get, the developer and the producer get from the ticket sales. And then we get the rest of that from each ticket. Oh, I had no idea. That's how it worked. Now, do you guys ever deal with something other than mainline uh, production companies? Like, do you ever throw in the odd independent film? Yes. Um, we also have um, a side company work out of our theater and rent it out. It's called Cinefest, and they rent, like, lower budget or lower company movies that aren't necessarily, you'd never see them in a Cineplex here at all. You know, one of my, I have a really good memory of the theater when, well after college, I think. And it was open kind of on weekends at that point. It was, okay. You know, it was on its way. It was being restored. Yeah. They were playing movies. I don't know what the first movie was, but after it finished, a guy came out on the, the stage or whatever and said, um, you know, uh, we are going to let you guys, we're going to play a second movie for you. If you want, uh, you have to decide to stay or leave right now. The movie's about 90 minutes long, but we will be locking the door after the movie starts. So if you're here, you have to stay for the whole thing. It's a surprise preview. Oh. And they played a Christopher Guest movie, Waiting for Guffman. Really? Yeah, it was great. I don't know why. I don't know how. You know, I don't know if the filmmakers were there. Like, if it was a, you know, a preview screening, we didn't have to yeah. fill out a questionnaire or anything afterwards. But I can't remember if there was some kind of Q and A afterwards. I just thought it was it might have so been a very movie. We've done that before a lot. Just like uh, get a specific movie, and they're just Canadian made. Oh, this was this wasn't while. Canadian. This was, was it Canadian. No, Christopher Guest. Okay. You know, he did. Uh, um. Why am I gapping right now? Uh, you know, the rock and roll mockumentary. Joe, help me out. Uh, no one cares. Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I love Christopher Guest movies. Best in show. Uh, God damn it. See? Just can't think of anything. You were thinking of Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap. Right? I got it. I said it first. Okay. No, Spinal not. Tap. Yeah, anyway, they played that as a special preview. I thought that was really weird, but that was That's so cool. great to, uh, to look up why that happened. Does any of that happen anymore where, uh, you know, a movie a filmmaker or something selects the theater for a special preview screening? Or Yes, like I was trying to say with the Canadian movies, we've had a lot of them approaching us and saying, we really want to use your theater, or would you be willing to play our movies for a week and those are super independent right yeah those are super independent films that are they're really cool though um not the best i would say <laughs> a lot of people walked out like 
that was a little weird, but well, yeah, you those, do what you could do it, I guess. Those could so. be good too. Um, I was going to ask when you had the film again, the canisters come in, yes. and stuff, and you said you had to splice the shit on the fly. Those reels would move on to another theater, right? Yes. So, so if you were cutting them up, though, like, what happens? Is are you liable for cutting? Well, not the... really, because well, yeah, I guess you could be liable, but I, I doubt it would happen. It would just kind of be like the next person would be just complaining about it, and you could actually just send it back and get another one if you could. But there obviously wouldn't be that much time in between. And that's the problem with film is it costs too much to ship and took too much time. Right. Is there still old canisters laying around with yes. film stock? Yeah. Yeah. We have a couple films just sitting in a drawer or like a, it's near our desk. It basically just, you pull it out and the film is on a little reel itself when you pull. It's actually really cool, but. Oh, well, can you tell us what it is? What, what movies are hanging out still? Uh, there's. The one movie I know we have either part of or the whole thing is Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got that right over there on HD DVD. Yeah. Okay. Another forgotten format. Well, that's pretty cool. Anything else? Um, not much. Just I don't think there's anything really complete. That's why we still have them. So no full like canisters, uh, no, carry packs. Not anymore. Yeah. I remember seeing photos of one abandoned theater, and someone opened a door, and there was like fifty of those, you know, carry packs that have all the reels in it. Those yes. octagonal cases. Oh yeah, with four reels in each one. Yeah. Yeah, there's like fifty of them just covered with dust, just sitting there. Really. And you know, there could have been Star Wars sitting oh, in yeah, there. Oh yeah, sure. And yeah. you could just cut up cells of it and sell it. I can't believe it. So you've moved on from film. Yes. Now you're digital. Yes. So how does how do those movies come in? This it's almost the same process. You so you have FedEx or whatever delivery company you're using. They deliver it to you, and it's just a box. It's just a big square box. You open it up, and it's basically just like a hard drive, probably the size of your little notebook there. Ah. Oh little wider though yeah and then you just put it into the digital system which is kind of like a computer but not exactly like it's only for uh, playing movies you have to upload it or download it to the drive and then you also have to get a key from the internet mm. that's sent via email to upload to the machine it's like kind of like a password for to allow you to even have the movie for a week or so. Now, have any movies ever gone missing while in the care of the theater? Um, no, I don't <laughs> think any movies have gone missing. Not that he would. I know. My first before I actually worked there, I'll tell you a story. Before I actually worked there, um, person that was training me worked at McDonald's too, and he's like. Oh, Lucas, I have a shift and I have to go. I'm like, oh, really? You're playing a show, though. And he's like, you'll have to do it. I'm like, really? So I'm like, okay, I got this. I've been watching him for a while. I've done it a couple times by myself. But this is just when I was volunteering, not when I was actually working there. And so I put everything together, turn everything on. The movie starts. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I'm like, 
I go back downstairs. I'm like, what am I forgetting? Some guy runs out. What movie are you playing? This is not the movie we came to see. I'm like, are you serious? I went back upstairs. I'm playing like this horror movie, and it's a kid's movie. It's supposed to be a kid's movie on. I don't know how to take it apart or put the next movie on, so I have to refund everyone. And then my now general, the general manager of the theater comes in and tells me, oh, you could have just changed the movie. It was right on the floor. But I was really, I was like 17 at the time, and this, all the eight reels, the eight small reels in one on a big metal tower uh, reel. Yeah. I couldn't lift it up and put it on the top and move the other one down in time. But that's what happened to that guy that was training it. Well, he eventually left, but no, he got in trouble, but not much happened to him. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, that's the great thing that you, you're at this independent theater and it, it manages to exist. Yes. That's, that's what I love. It manages to exist when all these theaters yeah. around the country are closing and everything. It's uh, very comforting that the region is still pumping out movies. Yeah. And um, live events, satellite shows via another theater. Ah, yeah. Independent films, uh, Cinefest. There's another independent company. It's kind of, it's called County Docs. Does the same thing as Cinefest, just a little different style of film. Mm-hmm. I'm still fascinated that the the distributor send you this hard drive thing, <laughs> and that goes in there. Yes, uh, but sometimes the hard drives don't work. Just like you were saying with the film, where it's like, okay, well, if I was to splice the film up, basically you tape it or when you undo it it's just a yellow piece of tape that's on it that indicates where to splice and that's why it's that's why it's really easy to splice it because you it's really it's tough to cut through the film but easy to cut through this small piece of tape that connects both the ends of the film together right. but with the digital if you get this hard drive and it doesn't work or something's wrong with it somebody threw it on the floor or something then you have to send it back and get an express delivery to the theater. That's happened to me before. Hmm. You think, uh, is there a way, are they trying to go where even that is like where there's a digital file delivery, like via the internet instead of this hard drive or is the file so huge? Like how the big file is so, oh, okay. Yeah. So because it's this big, like it's a giant screen, right? It's yeah. a theater. <laughs> yes. Not a, not your 92 inch, but like, it's quite bigger than that. Right. Um, each film is around a hundred and some gigs or more, even 200 gigs total. So that's why that has to be the hard drive and not just to simply a f- file you download off the internet. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Well, I assume one day they'll be just sending it over the internet. Oh yeah, at probably. One point. But that is massive. And it's always the same kind of hard drive. Yep. Always the same kind of hard drive. That's what everyone uses. Yep. So is do your th- your theater you're always are you always in competition with the other theaters to get the movie or is it not like film anymore where there's just as many copies as the distributor wants to put out? Does, oh, there's yeah, there's tons tons more copies and that's why it's easier 
like it's not like film where it costs more to ship and there's limited copies and you can't get a copy now it's kind of like if you can get the approval of having this film and you agree to the rates that they say then you could just get it within the shipping dates like three to four days mm-hmm. hmm. but I've as caught, sorry go ahead look as a local theater you have to actually set up weeks before in advance like which movie you're getting because it's not as easy as just can we get this movie and just have it in go ahead have you ever caught anyone in there trying to pirate the movie yes i have any stories with that well a matter of kicking them out or calling the police or yeah i just matter of easily just walking in like we do checks that's kind of our job now with the digital we don't really have to watch the movie or watch the tower because nothing really ever goes wrong but in case sound goes wrong or people are on their cell phones with or you know on a call i've walked in and people have been on their cell phones in the theater i'm like what are you doing joe does that all the time like in a call (laughs) come on joe you're making my life harder business um no you just simply kick them out and they don't get a refund it's not like they got the whole movie but this guy i guess right at the beginning he tried to do it like right when the movie started and was actual was was he blatant like just you know uh camcorder in his hand oh yeah camcorder right there just like kind of shotgun mic down in the middle where i can't see him I actually had to walk down the stairs because I saw this light and that's how I got him. I walked, I walked the theater is set up where you walk in through the doors now and there's two sets of stairs with seats along the stairs. Each step that you go down, there's seats along the stairs. And then there's also a balcony right when you walk in as well. So this guy's below the balcony. So I can't see him unless I go down the stairs or walk onto the balcony Hmm. down but yeah i just had to kick him out and he obviously didn't get a refund or anything like that no refund for you could get a big fine but you never bother with the cops no you wouldn't bother with the cops you just you don't rough them up out back (laughs) no (laughs) what movie was it Um, it's actually i think it was our first digital movie it was planet of the apes the first one the recent one that came out yeah so it was a blockbuster yeah i still don't get why people will sit through a cam video you know, know. of a movie i can i, I know, can't do it it's terrible, so awful it? it's so off I, I don't get it i think i did it when i was a kid a few times but mm-hmm. or like somebody will whenever burning was in big with all these people like you watch it and it's like poor quality has there been like any like uh with the piracy thing with the actual official the hard drive unit and all yeah. that has the company ever come to you guys because they were kind of tr- trying to trace like uh where a pirated copy of the main file got out somehow did they ever you know did an investigation ever at touch the, you guys yeah where they're like we're trying no. to figure the, out no the only investigations we've had there is somebody literally walked in from sony and I was talking with him, and he's like, well, I have to go in. I was like, oh, well, okay, fine. And then he goes in for a second, comes out. They leave, and then they call us later and say, well, we counted this many heads, and we counted 
we saw that you guys sold this many tickets mm. wasn't adding up and then that's because there was somebody that worked there inside the theater just like looking at it for a second but right so that's the only thing that really happens mm. not like I kind of picture the distributors being more uh, possessive with these hard drives you know uh, yeah um, like, uh, is, is they do they do hide the names on them sometimes. Like I'll get a box and it says Joe Louie or something, like just something random. And you're like, oh, this is not what I ordered. But then you open it up and in when you see the hard drive, it actually does say the right movie title. So sometimes they try to disguise the title or what it is. Right. Yeah. I wonder if there's people out there that are ripping that main that main file somehow. I don't think so. Like I, it's possible with all the technology today, but I don't think it'd be really hard to do. Like you'd actually have to steal a hard drive and figure out how, what kind of format it uploads at, have a big enough drive to store all the data. Yeah, and then it's that specific computer that plays the movies and everything. So, does that computer talk to the internet, like to verify that it has? Well, that's a pass key, I guess. Yes, it is connected to the internet. So right. they know how many times yeah. you've played it back kind of thing? Yes, mm. actually they do. And they can't play, like it's not like a file that you could have some kind of hack computer with it connected and play it on the computer. It has to be played through the Doremi machine, which is the projector machine. So I don't think someone would be able to like rip it and watch it on their little laptop or something. Now, Bill's a Bill's a big fan of swag. Um, in your five years there, have you managed to come pick yourself up any nice little movie mementos or anything like that? Great question. Movie mementos. Yeah. Wow, nothing. Really? The no, distributors, no cool are... posters or anything like that. Oh, cool posters. Yeah, I've got some posters, but they're just one of the mill movie posters that we get in delivered. What else have I got? Well, it might be run of the mill right now, but in 20 years or something. Yeah, that's true. The posters we get are larger than a normal poster size, and they're also a different kind of material, kind of thicker and stronger. So, yes, I could take some. But other of those. than that, there's not really. What's that uh, movie poster website you check out, Bill? The auction one? Uh, Heritage Auction does an online movie poster auction every Sunday I think really yeah yeah post I've noticed last time I checked it out the price of uh, posters the market's gotten a little softer than uh, even about five years ago it was really crazy like a James Bond poster it'd be 500 bucks but now that's really? gotten a lot softer Wow yeah so yeah if you're looking to collect movie posters now's the time uh, <laughs> so, I've collected some I have collected some but are you guys fighting over destroyed. that stuff every time, you know, the movie you moves on? When I first was there, the the guy who was training me, I'll just say his first name is Peyton. Uh, he was always like, I want this poster, this poster, this poster, like trying to get everything, basically trying to get every poster that we had after it's shown or yeah. that we have doubles of. Um, it's basically just like you ask and say, could, you know, would you mind if I took this poster? So. I remember when I worked at Blockbuster, I used to do the same thing where 
you know, we got the cardboard cutout standouts where you could actually oh, get yeah. the movie display uh, cardboard stands and bring those home or whatever movie posters you wanted. So it'd be the same thing too, first come, first serve. Yeah, you must get those giant cardboard standees. Like we there's some huge one ones that I know days. of, and that was for Spider-Man 3. Mm. That was the only time. That's the only time. So you don't normally get those big giant cardboard. No, no, we don't. So um, for promotional materials, all they're sending you is the poster normally, or would there be uh, like they used to give out handbills and stuff like that, like smaller? No, just the just the posters. Yeah, we actually have to order the posters and pay for them. But oh, yeah. Well, I guess in the old days you would get a poster and that would move on with the reel to the mm -hmm. next theater too. Okay. That is cool that you get to keep those. Hmm. I'm going to put some orders in for some posters, Joe. Is there <laughs> anything you're looking for? It all depends what's going to air. Whatever you don't want. <laughs> Whatever you don't want. If if I was you and I was working there, I had the keys to the whole place, yeah. I'd be scrounging around, like digging in all little holes, all nooks and crannies to see what's been hiding for hundreds of years or whatnot is have you ever found anything like under the stage or in a back closet or up in the attic or not not really i found i found miscellaneous things but nothing like like a cool movie poster or anything like that well you're gonna have to let me in one day and i'll just spend the day all right, Bill. Digging holes no and stuff. Digging holes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure my manager will appreciate that. Well, Bill, Bill will Some be that. Digging holes in the basement. <laughs> Bill will be that theater's Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Hiding <laughs> out in the background. <laughs> Got the mask on. I, I don't remember a ton of when I went through there for that short documentary, but I remember going up in the fly tower. There was cool shit up there, tons of backgrounds. And like they were labeled 1920 and whatnot. Um, I remember hoisting up our camera from a rope we found there, you know, a rigging rope that was probably 80 years old, <laughs> oh pulling gosh. up this $40,000 camera. <laughs> we're like, oh, hope it, hope it holds. Oh, wow. And then we're climbing up this really old ladder to get up there. It was so cool up there. I wish I had that footage. It's got to be around somewhere. But was there an old apartment in there too? Yes, they actually, the Cook family used to actually live in the theater. So where the offices are now above where I sell tickets, that's the main entrance. That's yep. where the offices, that's where the rooms would actually be. Right. And the, before the renovation where our new washrooms are that are nice, not like the old ones, um, that used to be a dining room closed off. So when it was film, and I'd open the theater. One of the rooms off to the left was a closed room for like meetings and stuff, but it was the old dining room that the Cook family used to use. Ah. Out of curiosity, have you ever come across uh, any people doing some indecent things in the theater? Hey, oh. Uh, yeah. You know what Bill that means? Still wanted yeah. me to ask you that question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard, I've heard of indecent acts in the theater, but. Only the good I've old never theater. come across like anyone in the theater actually doing stuff like that. 
but there was there was a lot of people and what about uh, staff doing stuff no i wouldn't say there's no staff i would say not even you no no okay i wouldn't say i do <laughs> <laughs> from where you work can you see the back rows yes oh, you haven't seen anything but like i was saying when it was the older style washroom before the renovation like three years ago there was people all the time sneaking in there and smoking some pot or uh just their tobacco cigarettes or whatever they're doing yeah i can imagine picking they were smoking pot right out in the auditorium in the theater <laughs> they might try, but no, they just literally go to the washroom and you could smell it through the theater, though. That's the problem. It's like, because back then the washrooms were right on the other side of the seats. The only thing that was between them was two thin walls and a yes. curtain. Yeah, I do. I like remember the piss smell. I think you could smell yes. piss. <laughs> yes, in the men's washroom. Yeah, it was pretty bad. The piss smell is gone now, right? Yes. Okay. It would either be a bleach smell or piss smell before, but now that's that's over. Yeah. What is that noise? <laughs> Joe's rubbing something against <laughs> his desk. Oh, no, that's uh, Ethan's out in the hallway with one of his little cars you can sit on and ride around. Oh, uh, awesome. Surprised you can hear my door shut too. You can hear that. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it's all good. Adds to the show. <sighs> so what's happening in the live event situation there? Any big uh, productions coming in? Um, we have a lot of tribute bands. I know that there's not really any big performances coming in recently, other than the jazz festival, which is actually why I'm speaking with you today it's because I have time off because it's just uh, people playing instruments on stage playing some jazz and it yeah. goes for like four days you did have a big name there within the last couple of years so I'm trying to think who wasn't there a big like blues guy there there's been quite a few like heavy hitters it's a real intimate spot, sure Joe. Was, if you're in there, if you're lucky to catch a live act there, it's really good. Yeah, the live, are, the live acts are nice, but I'm more of a movie guy, as you know, or video games. Yeah, uh, Luke is also a gamer. As uh, Joe is more of a poser, I think. A poser. <laughs> What's that mean? I play the real games, not just the hockey. What do you play? <laughs> I'm big into RPGs mostly. You're playing but, uh, one now? Uh, yeah, you could call it that. I'm playing, uh, I picked up an old PS3 game, uh, Tales of Symphonia. Okay. Uh, I've heard of that before. I, I had it and I just picked it up because it was cheap, but it's uh, yeah. two games in one, so I thought I'd give it a try. But uh, what about yourself? Are you into stuff other than sports games? Oh, yeah. Um, I like... A lot of online shooter games. That's what I started getting into because I used to love just having friends over and playing split screen, versing each other. But now those days have died down. People are busy. They can't just come over every day. So now you just got to play over the internet. Um, uh, are we talking, are you like a more PC guy or do you mean like game system? No, I play, I play Xbox just because it's easier. Uh, 
Uh, hey, man. <laughs> Keep an open mind. PlayStation's the way to be. Ah, uh, here we go. But you don't play Halo, though. No, I'd like to. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. I understand. Just when I was a kid, I played Halo. That was, like, my first big console that I got, other than the N64. Right. Um, and that really... That's what pushed me towards the Xbox. I know that PlayStation 4 is better now. They have twice as many sales. You could lay that <laughs> down on me, but I'm still an Xbox fan. But I don't criticize other people for what they like. No, it's okay to have an opinion. You can yeah. criticize. I went, I, went from, <laughs> I went from Nintendo myself to PlayStation. Yeah. But I think that's because I followed the... Um, I basically followed the Final Fantasy line, which started on the NES and then... Yes, and then moved on to PlayStation, there. yeah. So, Okay, so being a big RPG fan, that's why... Would you say that's why you're an RPG fan? Final Fantasy? For Final Fantasy? Uh, I think that's the first one I played, yeah. among other ones, like, you know, Dragon Warrior and other yeah. such uh, first so playing games. Uh, but lately, it's... Uh, geez, I haven't bought a good game in a long, long time, so... What was the first Sony console you had? Like, what was the last Nintendo one you had in the first Sony? Or when's the transition? When did that happen? Well, it started with uh, Nintendo 8-bit, and then it went... Uh, I never had the Super Nintendo for some reason. I always either uh, went there... I wanted one of those, too, yeah. ...to the friend's place, but then I had the 64. Nice, okay. And then the Wii, and then uh, I've got okay. the PlayStation, PlayStation 2... Uh, no, I got the GameCube too, but I never bought that. That was actually my brother's. Okay, gotcha. Uh, GameCube, uh, the only game I really played on that one was uh, Resident Evil 4. Oh, uh, nice. Did you ever try that on the Wii? On the Wii? Yeah, with the Wii uh, mode. No, I <laughs> played with that on the Wii, and he said he enjoyed it because of the aiming aspect yes. of the controllers. But uh, no, I, it's you know what? I I own the Wii. Yeah, and uh, I can count on two hands the amount of times that I've used it. Oh just yeah, was not impressed with it. Basically, just brought uh, money on. Then you wouldn't like the Wii U. Then it's pretty much the same thing. Just yeah. a weird big controller that you could walk around with and look at the screen like a yeah. giant DS. And to be honest, I, I prefer games that are more serious in terms of uh, how the graphics are done and storylines. Oh yeah, and the Wii games are more kind of. Kitty or Mario. Yeah, Kitty or group yeah. oriented, right? Oh, yeah. More of that, that fun atmosphere where I just like yeah. to sit down and be serious about it. They're more fun. For the fun. Although, for Mario, the simple. Mario Sunshine, which I am playing, <laughs> it seems to lack the fun. It's more trudging along for me. That camera. How far are you into it? Uh, you know, I don't know. About 40 shines in, I guess. What does that mean? <laughs> Forty shines. <laughs> Forty days. Well, you is that like you collect like these, stars? Yeah, you collect kind of? these shines. Okay. So it's kind of uh, like the old ones where you collect the gold stars, but now it's called shines. You're saying I get well at the end of each level, you're granted a shine. Okay, kind of thing. If you beat a boss, so you're forty you levels in or something. But some okay. the levels where you have a boss to fight, you know, that's fun. You're exploring and you're doing stuff. It's fun. But then there's other levels where you have to collect these coins and whatnot or shoot a certain amount of balloons in a certain amount of time. Oh. And it's just really <laughs> tedious. Yeah. Like, why? I heard a lot of people fun. didn't like that game when it came out on GameCube. 
yeah. So I'm still still playing it, but when we played hockey today, that was that was like perfection. That was good times. That was very fun. Um, Luke actually has the Xbox One. So what's the next big purchase you're going to look for on that? Well, I'm noticing both consoles have been doing uh, a lot of remastered editions, which it's okay for some big games like maybe the Final Fantasy franchise. Mm-hmm. But like Final Fantasy VII, I think it was. But uh, they've been doing that for every single new game now, which next big purchase for me is either going to be Halo 5, but I'm also getting this uh, it's Gears of War 1 remastered, and the online is a lot better, and there's actual dedicated servers, so the host isn't like... Superman walking through everyone. Right. Hmm. Yeah, the new systems, eh? They want to just use old games on the new yeah, systems. Yeah, so like they are really desperate, and both of them, the PlayStation and the Xbox, are just throwing away their um, PlayStation Move and Connect. Yeah. And moving on to the HoloLens right. thing. The VR. The VR, yeah. Virtual reality. Yeah. Joe can't wait for that for the pornographic. <laughs> are, are you in any way like a retro game collector or just have you like you have all the stuff you have from when you started or have you sold it off since moving on to other systems? I don't like selling off my stuff. Like I'll sell off a, a crappy Xbox game or something like my NHL 15. I'm considering <laughs> it was terrible at launch, but anyways, um, yeah, I try to collect a lot of... I'm actually trying to collect a lot of N64 games and controllers, and my friend is doing the same as well. It's kind of a competition between us right now, but he's winning. What's your favorite 64 game? Uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day. You ever heard of that before? No, I never played that one. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, man. It's basically a little squirrel that curses and swears blowing up heads and it's it's got a lot of humor in it and it's actually really fun yeah Yeah, it was probably pretty shocking for nintendo like for parents buying that game thinking it's a fun little squirrel on nintendo yeah and the kid starts it up and it's nothing but because it looks it's made by the same people that made banjo kazooie do you guys hear that before heard of it i never played it yeah joe yep same thing really Oh man, what do you play? Like Golden Eye or Perfect Golden Dark? Or was the first game I bought for it. Okay. And then after Golden Eye, I got uh, uh, WCW NWO Revenge and WrestleMania 2000. Oh, I, even, I got very few 64 games for some reason. I think at that time I just didn't have the money for it, so I I normally yeah, rent, same, rent it yeah, for a week. Exactly. Yeah. Can you even rent where you are though? Rent games. That's Anymore, no. No. Picture, right? Yeah. Yeah. Long since uh, the days of Blockbuster, right? Yeah. I still actually have a a rental store in town, but obviously it's it's probably been a good four years since they've had. They used to rent out N sixty four games, GameCube games. Now they only rent out like 360, PS3, Xbox One, PS4. I wonder, if, I wonder if they sold off all their old stock. 
I think that's what they did, and oh, man. that's why it sucked because they had Conker's Bad Fur Day, and I used to rent that game from them all the time, and then they, they got rid of it. That would have been Thank a great you. find. I'm sure they had like just stacks and stacks of games oh, yeah. in the back, like even you know complete with you know uh, original boxes with instructions oh, yeah, sure. and all that, right? That yep. would have been a nice haul if you could have got your hands on it. Yeah, I wonder what they did with it all. I think they just sold it off there. You know the owner, don't you? Not on a personal level, but yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, you should ask him. Just ask had him. a conversational. Yeah, uh, yeah, they just sold old games. Can I uh, dig around in your uh, back room <laughs> <laughs> after you're done digging around so, at the theater? I think you got a couple N64 games back there. Yeah, yeah. There should be a lot of digging around going on. If not at the um, business, he probably has it at his house somewhere too, right? That's true. Yeah, he could have just been like, "Oh, this is mine." <laughs> Yeah, because I know this store. That store has been around forever. Like when I was a teenager, that's where you'd go to rent. And uh, so VHS and mm-hmm. all that. He used to rent full systems. and You could still, yeah, you could still do that, but it's just the newer systems, like the last gen and this gen. Hmm. He rents out like the Xbox One? Yep. What would that cost? Yeah, 30 bucks for with one controller. For how long? Few days. A few days. You could rent it for a week, but it would cost you more money. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Joe. I uh, I actually walked away from an N sixty four at uh, Goodwill. I've, I've been thinking about it since I walked away from it. And what happened? I don't, I don't know if it was a good idea or not. Well, it was there. It was in a bag. It was the full system. It had three controllers. Uh, one was like a Mad Cat controller. That uh, a memory card. And uh, it was just the regular old N64, not a wacky color or anything. And they wanted 40 bucks for it. And I, I just couldn't pull the trigger. I just couldn't pull the trigger. And there's these kids in behind me waiting to see it too. And they were just clamoring, like just watching me like uh, lasers waiting for my decision. And uh, I walked away from it. Yeah. You'd only find it at a yard sale for cheaper than that, really. Yeah. Well, I, I knew if I took it, I wouldn't really be hooking it up because I have no games for it. It would just be, I'm taking home to box it up yeah. for no one to look at. So, you it's know, after my own heart, <laughs> <laughs> buy it, you put it away and you never touch it again. Well, that's the thing. It didn't have any box or, you know, uh, instructions or nothing really to sweeten the deal. And it was completely as is. And, uh, it would have been the last 40 bucks out of my pocket. But I'm still thinking about it. Maybe I should have got it. What happened with that iPod that you went to go meet that guy with? Oh, dude, it was the greatest Kijiji experience I've ever had in my life. I went, uh, we set it up to meet at his house. I went there exactly on time, and he was there right on time. And he ran it th- ran through it with me. He had reinstalled iTunes to clear out whatever you got to do. And uh, that pleasant conversation, the unit's perfect well it's got use scratches you know from normal use but uh you know he didn't try to raise the price again and uh it was just so good and i even asked him i said well if this still gives me issues with itunes you know wanting your credentials or whatever could i still contact you and say like, yeah of course just drop me a line and we'll work it out and and luckily i didn't need to because everything worked perfectly it took my entire library of uh 
MP3s, some 15,000 songs right on the iPod. It plays fine right out of your car? Yeah, the car works perfectly. The artwork shows up on the dashboard. Um, it comes on and off with your car. Uh, it's it's great. It's too bad it's Apple and it's an iPod, and i got to have <laughs> iTunes now installed somewhere. But other than that, I'm really happy with it. Um, I did have a question for Luke came through over Twitter because I put out we have an actual live projectionist on the show today. So Duke over at Retro Nonsense asks, have you ever made shadow puppets during a movie screening? Yes. <laughs> I've done that recently, actually. <laughs> like, obviously, when the credits are rolling and nobody's in there, you could do it. But uh, And were they dirty hand puppets? Uh, I'm not a puppet master, <laughs> hand puppet master, but could do a dog, I guess. <laughs> you could do a dog. Middle finger, maybe. Wow. <laughs> pretty rebellious. Um, I guess that's about it. Yeah. Joe, you got anything else? No, I, this went a lot better than I thought I was going to. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, I, I, Bill will attest to this. I, uh, I like to be prepared at least. I know. Questions yeah, I when someone comes on. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of letting Bill run this show since he's yes. obviously familiar with the place and with you. So, but yeah, no, I found it fascinating. I, you know, I love the old history of the movie theaters and yeah, good for you, man. Thanks for coming on to the show. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Yes. Thanks a bunch. Uh, people out there, if they're visiting Prince Edward County in Ontario, definitely stop in uh, to the town of Picton and you'll find the Regent theater right there on main street. You can't miss it. Ask for and, Luke. Uh, he'll get you in for free. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Asked to see his hand puppet. Hey, now. Um, do they still give tours of the place? I remember if you yes. showed up and if you're in the little... They have a coffee shop out front, right? A little co cafe or yes, something? Yes, they have a new owners to that cafe recently. It's still opening up, but... So I remember I sent, you know, friends to tour picked and whatever, and they went to that cafe, and they're just drinking a coffee, talking about the theater, mm -hmm. and they're like, you want to see it? Come on in. Oh, yeah. You know, so that still happens. They're very friendly to... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would definitely recommend a tour at the theater if you're not going to see a movie. See a movie, of course, but definitely check out the theater when you're in Picton. Is there anything else you want to plug, Lucas? Any... About the theater? Social or... media or... No, no. Anything I'm you want to... I'm totally off the grid. He's off the grid. It's John Connor. Yeah. All right. Well, let me say you can find us at uh, at STC Pod on Twitter. That's the uh, Twitter account that I run. It's in my voice, and Joe's Twitter is at AC Decepticon. Um, as well as if you find us commenting on any forums or whatnot, we're, we're out there. You know, we're always commenting. Joe, you want to say what your blog is? Uh, you can follow my blog at www.angrychaindecepticon.blogspot.ca and uh, <laughs> check out my other podcast, uh, Transformers in Beer. You can find links to that on the blog spot as well or uh, on uh, Podomatic. And check out our website, stcpod.com. Follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash start to continue. Uh, and you can also find our episodes at starttocontinue.podmac.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Very good. Uh, thanks again, Luke, for showing up. No problem. Um, I, we always end our podcast by saying post it and post it. 
No problem. Uh, do you yeah. think you could give that a go for us? Post it and post it. <laughs>